You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, your host, Nikki Glazer. Hi, guys. Sorry this one is coming at you late. Um, just had a really big weekend, and hey, it's it's a nice little... You made it through the weekend without me, for the most part. And um, look it, you survived. I think I only got a couple DMs from people being like, I'm going through withdrawal from not having the podcast. And it meant a lot to me because you weren't like, where is it? You were just saying that it, you missed it. And um, maybe it sounds different this week. We got new recording equipment. I have an actual microphone that I'm holding. Um, it's uh, we're, we're still in tra- a transitional phase with it. So bear with us. I hope this sounds good. We're just winging it. Just got back from uh, first two cities of the Bang It Out tour. Boston, Albany. Holy Mother of God, you were amazing. I can't even believe um, how many people came out and how good the shows were. It's like exceeded my expectations. Um, I hope I did well for you. I just, I don't know. It was so much fun. I'm here with two friends who I took with me this weekend. Um, I'm in my apartment in uh, that I'm being kicked out of at the end of the month. But we'll get to that later. Or maybe we won't. But um Sitting on the couch with Andrew Collin. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Unbelievable weekend to all my fans that came out. Uh, just know that you're in my heart and in my spirit, and I appreciate you. They're in your spirit? Yeah, they're deep in there, inside my spirit and my soul, inside my heart. and my- Stop this twang. I don't like when you talk to your fans, you get this Florida twang. Uh, well, sorry about that to all my fans, man. Just, I just want you all to know that I respect you, and uh, the love is mutual. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Andrew killed it, uh, as well as, um, Dan Perlman, who was there with me, um, as well, took him out on the road, uh, he was doing, like, seven, he was doing guest spots, is what we call them, but man, we're gonna miss you out there, I don't know that I can have you on every show, but you'll do some special appearances on other ones on the tour, Dan Perlman, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, it was so fun, just to be all near, near Andrew's fans, it was really... (laughs) It was just a blessing. No, it was so much fun. I really, I loved it. It really was a, a good time. Um, we got back an hour ago. We rolled into Penn Station from Albany. Um, I woke up to, um, well, I went to sleep and Andrew was sitting next to me. And then I woke up and Dan, at first I like opened my eyes and I was like, Andrew's working on his computer and doing work. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I guess Andrew is like really taking it upon himself to like, maybe actually write something you know that isn't just in the notebook on his phone which by the way I'm projecting because that's all I do I don't really ever write anything on my laptop but I was like whoa Andrew's got his laptop out on the train and then I opened my eyes further and it was Dan why did you guys switch okay first of all a couple things that I think are pretty (laughs) funny with that one someone could say whatever they want as mean as it is, as long as they go, hey, I was projecting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it still hurts. But it's, yeah, it does still hurt. But that's, I'm calling, I think I'm calling my next podcast, if I ever start one, Projecting with Nikki Glazer, because that's all I do. Anytime I criticize anyone, it's directly related. Yeah, so I was just, wh- why did you switch? Okay, uh, so I had to charge my phone, and I didn't want to plug over you where I could awkwardly touch your leg because on a train, the charger is only on one side. You were on the window. You were fast asleep. You had nine eye masks on. You know what I got out of that? Oni. Oni Adams? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so we switched it up. Dan was writing... Uh, one of his 19 shows that he writes to, per- he keeps, I, you know what I think it is with Dan? He writes the same page 
over and over, but he wants to look cool that he has a laptop open. But really, if you really read it, it's just he's changing a comma to a semicolon 15 times. <laughs> Dan actually has work to do on scripts. He gets he takes calls. He took a call the other day um, in a Starbucks. He was getting notes on a script. I mean, he is in the business. Dan, do you have anything to say for yourself? No, that was very funny when you were like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you taking a work call when I'm trying to get an Instagram photo of us in a Starbucks right now? <laughs> is there something more important than getting a photo? when We've already gotten videos and stories. So I'm trying to get one more photo for the road. <laughs> I know. I take so many photos and... um. And videos. We're going through like a, a dark period right now on Instagram. We can't post anything because um, Kobe Bryant just died, and uh, and you just really can't post any. I'm looking at people posting on Instagram, and I go, "What are you doing? Stop promoting your special. This is not the time." It's how long? What is it? Like a 12 hour window? I guess it's today. By tomorrow, it goes back to normal, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think tomorrow morning yeah. we'll be able to post again, but. Um, I, I am worried. I posted about four hours ago, and I am concerned that it's going to affect my numbers for sure. But I, it was pre, pre-death. Pre-death. Well, I think he was maybe already dead, but it wasn't reported yet. Pre-report. I just want to go on record. It was pre-report when I posted those four different posts about myself, <laughs> promoting myself, and how silly I am. I promise you. Pre-report. Yeah, I mean, I woke up to um, seeing the laptop, being confused... Pulling into the station, I was rising from a deep, deep sleep. Those train seats were awesome, dude. First class on an Amtrak is the best, but it was just, we didn't have that going there. To Boston, it wasn't, we didn't get the little pop-up at the bottom. The seats, the seats fully, rec it was, it was so, it was the best sleep I've ever had in transport. It was so deep, but then I woke up and I'm like, are we here? And Dan's like, Kobe Bryant died. <laughs> An impression. I was just reporting news. It's not often you get to report report yeah. news there. I'll never forget how I found out that Kobe Bryant died. Right. To you, yeah. when I, it just seemed like I was still dreaming. You're just like, Kobe Bryant died. Helicopter crash. And I was just like, wait, what? What? Um, I, it was really sad. We're laughing about the news, but it, I'm seriously... Um, I'm not laughing about his death. I, I feel like it's not the time to make jokes. I feel like it's so, so sad. He was a father. And um, I don't know. It's just like I just that's just such a terrible way to go because, you know, leading up to it that you're going to go, you know, like there's panic on the way down. And that's what I feel sad for more than anything. That'd be Some weird mix of like because, you know, you have turbulence on planes, but then it always works out. So you have to have some. Even if you're like like a pessimist, you'd have to have some minds of like it's gonna work out. Like I'm not gonna, I'm it's not gonna actually happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when when you're going down and you hit some rocky patch or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be some scary like denial where you think. Yeah. It'll all be okay. I was telling the boys on the way here that I watched um, this one guy. He's like a dating expert, Matthew Hussey. I talked about him on the podcast before, but he was recently on like a really turbulent flight and like they had engine failure. Like the, the pilot was like, we lost an engine and we're, we're going to land emergency landing. And it was so scary. And he, you could tell him like when he was talking about it, he was like PTSD from it. And he was like, he just thought to himself, this is how I'm going to fucking die. This is it on a fucking 
plane to some dumb gig. I mean, he didn't say that, but that's what I would think is like, oh my God, like if I would have just not accepted this one, it's always like, you know, but that's how you die. You don't get to choose, you know? I hope it's not in a fucking plane. Jesus Christ. We're dodging it. There's probably like a million ways where it like, like, oh, it could have gone that way. A split second here or there. And we just luck out. Whether we're crossing the street, there's some biker that didn't see us or some car that was looked up and was about to stop or uh, what didn't signal or was going to swerve, whatever that we don't even know. It'd probably be terrifying to even know how close we've come because it would make it seem like it's just like do, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's the closest you guys have ever felt to dying? Do you, does anything come to mind? Of like, oh my god! Well, when I got stabbed, with the- did you really almost die? Yeah, I thought I was dying. I thought my heart was bleeding out. No, but I mean, like when you really almost died, because did you really almost die then? Everything in my mind was thinking I'm dying. So I got stabbed in the chest when I was wearing a bulletproof vest. I don't know if I've told it on your podcast, but and by my brother's roommate when I was visiting in college in New Orleans and. He goes, look, it's knife proof. You said bulletproof vest like it was one syllable, so maybe say it again. Well, you know, I'm trying to tell my sad death story, and you're breaking down my words. You're projecting again. I'm not. I speak very um, deliberately and specifically, but you said bulletproof vest. So I was wearing a bulletproof vest, and here I am. I'm in New Orleans, and... My brother's roommate's an ex-Navy SEAL, and he goes, look, it's knife-proof. I tried it on. It was my first night in New Orleans visiting Tulane, and it went through the vest and into my chest, and I thought he stabbed my heart because he stabbed me right here, right above my nipple. And when you do the Star Spangled Banner, you put it above your chest, right? Yeah. So I thought my heart was just bleeding out. Like, I thought, literally, I'm just going to die. A virgin on my first night in New Orleans. Was that your thought, though? Like, really, I'm going to die a virgin? Because I'm trying to think of what I would think if I would be like, oh, what? Well, I didn't get to do this. It wasn't so much that. You're in so in the moment. You're never more present than when you think you're dying. Right. Um, so I recommend if you're doing meditation to stab yourself and then really get in the moment. Um, no, and then I got rushed to the hospital and my lung, they thought my lung was collapsed because I couldn't breathe. And then they, uh, they told me that it missed my lung by a couple centimeters. And that was the first moment I thought I wasn't going to die. But that was like... 35 minutes into thinking I'm dying. Yeah, that's... So, wait, you... But you thought you were dying a lot when you have panic attacks and stuff, right? Yes. Well, the one time I actually did cocaine all night, and then I did a gravity bong hit, and then I went completely numb. I couldn't move my body. This was in New Orleans as well. And um, I, I, I thought I was having a heart attack. I couldn't... Or a stroke, something horrible. And they, I asked my friend to take me to the emergency room, and he's like, stop being a little bitch. I was like, come on, please, man. And he takes me, and I had a heart murmur, and I was in the heart ward for three days. And I walked in there. I was like, I'm having a heart attack. Like that. I mean, it's Three a- days? What was the bill? Um, Eight grand. Daddy covered it? No, but I like how you asked me. Daddy covered that? Who covered it? Daddy covered that, you little bit. No, I fucking made that money in real estate where my uncle bought the land. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he covered it. So no, so then when I bought an apartment, they were like, so if you buy an apartment, you have outstanding debts, like amazing debts. <laughs> Incredible debts. You have to pay those off to get the mortgage. And so I had like that debt and then a couple other, like Bally's Total Fitness. 
Where remember when they would charge you like three grand and you were locked in and you couldn't get out of it? I don't know if you ever signed up for Bally's, but no, but I know you did to get your girlfriend back. <laughs> Just to get in shape. Yeah. So anyway, so that's when I paid it off. But yeah, no, it was like scary shit, dude. And fucking in the heart. Like they had to put blood thinner into my stomach and like they were like, I don't know. It was scary, man. That's but no one. You never think you're going to you think you're going to die all the time. But then when you're actually dying or like close, you don't think you're actually like in some way, like you're like, oh, Okay, this is bad, but it's not like that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like kind of like when my asshole is messed up, I have the polyps mm-hmm. on my asshole, which could turn into cancer. They're p- tubular polyps. They're precancerous. If I don't what polyps? Tubular, bruh. Outstanding. Outstanding. Fantastic. They're tubular debt. Asshole. It's tubular, not tubular. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> tubular. <laughs> Tubular. I mean, if if I had something, I'd learn how to say it. No, because you focus on it too much. You know, I try to forget about. So, what do you have? I got freaking radical polyps in my asshole, and so they cut them out. I had five, and they were uh, precancerous, but they're the bad ones. And so, my great grandma died of asshole cancer, and then my grandpa died of asshole. Like we just have terrible. Judging that's far back. I did twenty three and me, and it's just. A horrible picture of an asshole and uh and so we all have bad assholes and and i get scared and that's actually something that could kill me but for some reason i don't that aids would keep me up at night like a like a foreign like fear or like as opposed to cancer which kills way more people and i have a way more probability of having it do you get checked often on those yeah i do uh i got when was the last time probably four years ago that's not often. It is. It is. So the more you, so I went. I went in terms of like how often time has existed. You know, there's oh, like yeah, that's a good years. Point. Yeah. So it's every four. That's pretty recent. Yeah, that's a good point. So every time we have a presidential election, you're you. Yeah. Well. The, well. Some. Well. The more you get checked, I could go two terms pretty much. Okay. Because I got checked like four years ago. I, the first time I got checked was two years after. So if you're clean. Then you can wait longer. Than is it hereditary? Do they say that? Yeah, cancer is hereditary. It is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, because there's that BRAC gene if you have um, breast cancer that you can get checked for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Did you get checked for that? Um, No. I There's no cancer in my family in terms of like unless it's caused by cigarette smoke. So There's so much in mine. Yeah, there's a lot. Riddled with it. Yeah. But Do you get checked? No, but I I hope I hope they would just tell me. What I mean? What do you mean? They'll like, tell you. Like when I go to the doctor, like as I go to the doctor, but I don't say check me for cancer, but yeah. they just check me in general, right. and and hopefully they'd just be like, oh, it's looking like cancer, you know, like when I get on the scale or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you seem a pound heavier. That's got to be a tumor on top of your head. <laughs> top of your head. <laughs> what? Who has can? Who has cancer in your family? who my mom did my dad does my i had a i think my grandma did um my aunt did they all yeah you definitely do damn you're playing with devil's time Uh, (laughs) um it's so weird that you said that thing before about because i just read this quote um from Doug Stanhope, it was like on instagram earlier today if you really believe that death leads to eternal bliss then why are you wearing a seatbelt? And it's like you were saying about you're never more present than when you're dying. Just stab, just kill yourself. 
Yeah. And then you'll have well, you then you'll be heaven, a- but you can't kill yourself and go to heaven. That's the rule. Oh yeah. Oh my god. There there is a this is fucking nuts. Okay, because of that because if you kill yourself, you you'll go to hell. Um women uh I think it was around the turn of the century there was this like epidemic of women stealing babies and throwing them newborn babies stealing them and throwing them off bridges or like into rivers and people were like why are they doing this and it was because these women were desperately depressed and they wanted to die but they wanted to go to heaven so if you steal a baby that hasn't been baptized it's still going to go to heaven or maybe it had just been baptized whatever it was the baby would definitely go to heaven so they throw the baby because it's going to go to heaven and kill the baby and then they would be sentenced to death which would mean that they weren't killing themselves and so they would still get into heaven. But this was just how women would commit suicide back then because they were so scared of going to hell. Wouldn't there be other ways women could get sentenced to death, especially back then, you know? Like they could just like talk a lot or something. Like even back then, like they just like said their opinions a lot. That would get you sentenced to death. If you just, they didn't need to like kill a baby also they could have just like said what they thought for like 45 minutes. yeah you could have just had an opinion and then you would be burned at the stake as a witch you know what yeah if you showed your midriff that's way easier than killing a baby like that just seems like this is classic women overthinking like it really is you didn't need to murder an infant you just just say some thoughts oh my god that's really funny and i recently read that that's a common misconception that um, in Salem, no one was really burned at the stake for being a witch. It was like, it was maybe like they were all hung, but they weren't burned at the stake. So there was no burnings in Salem. That's a common, uh, false, uh, history fact. Why, why do they get the, it just sounds sexier maybe? I think it just, yeah, it sounds cooler. It, it gets kids attention when you're teaching them about, you know, colonialism yeah you know you go you guys like fire right well these <laughs> these women were on fire and you're like whoa that's sounds- this witch is on fire we just heard that in a starbucks today speaking of doug, starbucks doug stano about a bit too about like with drinking and how he he'd rather drink because he knows what a hangover feels like than wake up and feel horrible and it could be from sickness and that's way more anxiety ridden because you know what a hangover is yeah and that's why people drink sometimes because like you could feel like shit and not drink, you know what i mean and then you're like what the fuck is it i must right if you're a hypochondriac at least you know exactly why you're sick and and you have control over your sickness it's like a form of control that's very interesting whereas i quit drinking because because of the yeah. opposite reason hangovers for me were like why am i making myself sick no one feels sorry for me because I did it to myself. When you're hungover, no one's like, oh, babe, can I bring you some soup? People are like, you piece of shit. And so I was just like this. The only good part about being sick I can think of is that people ha- are sweeter to you and gentler with you and like baby you a little bit. So if you're removing the only benefit of being sick, why do it to yourself? So Doug and I are on opposite sides of that spectrum. And uh, Doug Sano, um was the, the first time I ever did cocaine, too cocaine i think i did it one other time yeah, but you did. do you know if you say michael kane if you say my cocaine as in it's my cocaine you say michael kane in his accent my cocaine that's why he gave himself that name his real name's like paul paul uh yeah uh, strosenberg yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> my cocaine. Did you um? And you only did cocaine to like clean it up, right? Like there was like a mess. Yeah. No. 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 He just he got a. I've told this story a ton, but uh, he was like, uh, we were. It was the first time I had ever. One of the first times I had hosted in Kansas City at Stanford and Sons, and I was so scared of him all weekend because it's Doug Stanhope. He's so mean. I was just like, he's gonna be mean. And like he'll roast me. And so I would just bring him up on stage and then I would run away. And I remember on the last night of the shows, he was like, that girl hasn't talked to me all week. <laughs> she, he thinks you're mean. <laughs> he was like, she's so weird. Like she won't hang out in the green room. And then, so that night I was like, okay, I'm going to hang out. And it was me and AJ Finney, who is a comic in Kansas City. He still works a lot. But me and AJ were like, we got to go hang out with Doug. So we went to his hotel room, which was in the same parking lot of this Stanford and Sons and um we were there with a bunch of his fans he would just bring all of his fans up to the hotel room and then we were all up there he was doing cocaine it was all over his desk he was the only one doing it everyone's just kind of like hanging out and then he got a call from the front desk like a five it was like 4 a.m and it was like your car's here to go to the airport and he was like well I'm not doing all of this he was like I can't I'm not taking this with me does anyone want this and I was like, I, don't, I hate things going to waste. And I knew I had friends in college that would use it. And especially it's Doug Stanhope. He's from the man show. Going to waste. It's just so funny. It's just like, like there are kids in Africa who would kill for yeah. this cocaine. I'm being so, I'm so spoiled to not snort every line I can. I'm so I really have a problem with waste. I really can't stand it. And it's like, well, this ended up You're biting all, me. You've always been CTC, clean table club. If there's cocaine on that table, it's going up your nose. That's CTC. What, CTC. All day. Sorority life. Yeah. Pack, pack. I had no interest in doing cocaine. None. But I was like, I'll take it with me. I'll give it to my friends. Someone will do it back at KU because I was, go I was driving back to Lawrence that night. And he was like, I go, I'll take it. And he handed me a rolled up dollar bill because he thought I meant like, I'll do it now. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like peer pressure. And it was like, if you're going to do coke, Doug Stanhope giving you a like, why not? And I was like, I've never done this before. And they were like, just it's just a little bit. And I did a bump or two and I went home and I got so much done. I cleaned my room. I think I got started on an essay that wasn't due for like a couple days, which was really ahead of the game for me. I would always do essays the night before. And so I remember just getting a lot done. It just felt like Adderall. I mean, you've done Coke before, right, Andrew? Yeah, but never a term paper. Uh, I, 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 every time I did blow, what happens is I do blow. I go to the club. I start biting my lip. My wrist goes limp like this like alligator arm and, and I just bite my lip and I stick my tongue out and I think I've never looked hotter in my life. I'm just like, yeah, you want to, yeah, that's so interesting. You do PR. Oh my God. Tell me more. Mm, mm. And that's what I do. And I'm like, I've never like, and then I look in the mirror and I'm like sweating and like my eyes are red and it's just, and you can't even get hard when you do Coke. You don't even feel your dick. Yeah. It's not like ecstasy where everything feels better, you know? Right. It's just fucking dumb drug. Have you done coke? Never, never once. I don't even know. I was trying to think when you're talking. It's like, has anyone offered it? I don't know, but I have no, no real. That's the thing. No one ever offers it. It's either you do it or you don't. And I was talking about this before. People that do coke, just like they attract each other in a way that like I, they, I would, I've never seen it go down in front of me. I've never seen someone have a conversation about it. Yeah. I think that's all the time where it's like, I feel like it's this weird sub world where I'm like, 
I don't even know what's going on. Like, where is it? It's happening not in front of me. It's happening all the time. We have friends that are doing it all the time, whether it's Adderall or whatever, but they all speak a, a secret language that we don't understand. Do you know what we're talking about, Andrew, as someone who used to do it? I think cocaine, they're speaking so fast, we can't hear it with our ears. Like a dog whistle. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like... It's like how you said bulletproof vest before. I don't remember that. I'm projecting. Uh, so, um, uh, so. so Dan and Andrew uh, hooked up this weekend. It was very exciting. Not with each other. Not, oh, wait. It. The way we... Yeah. The way you said it makes it sound like with each other, but each with respective people. Yeah. Well, I, I guess semi-respective. Hey, don't you dare <laughs> slut shame us. <laughs> so... Um, Boston. We were there on Friday night. Two sold-out shows. Oh, my God, you guys. I've never felt so good doing stand-up comedy. I didn't know. I feel literally like a new comic in terms of, like, the love that I got this weekend on stage. Like, generally, it doesn't make me feel that high after I get off stage to be like, wow, they loved me. Like, I just am like, oh, I process it like a normal person now. And Andrew, every time he kills and he gets off stage, even if it's like 40 people, he's got this like giddy energy that really irritates me. It's like this new comic energy of like, they liked me. They liked me for what, for another hour. I'm going to feel lo lovable. And it just bothers me because I know it's fleeting and it doesn't mean anything. But I had that energy this weekend for sure. You guys gave it to me. Thank you so much. Um, but anyway, we get off. I, I, as soon as I get on stage, I always tell the, the crowd to, uh, you know, perspective ladies hey dm andrew he um and oh wait a second on Bo in boston on saturday night didn't something happen with girls gotta eat the podcast oh, yeah. so girls gotta eat we're at the wilbur the following night um ashley Hesseltine and uh reina greenberg were doing their pod live podcast and apparently during a q a a girl stood up in the middle of it she's definitely listening to the podcast no, no, reina said reina said it Oh, no, that was a different thing. That was on Thursday night. Someone tried to get me laid. Oh, yeah, that was Thursday night. Okay, I'm sorry. Hannah Burner was in D.C. at the D.C. Improv. She sold out the D.C. Improv. I, I fucking love hearing that. She was doing um, her first, like, headlining show, I think, or one of her first. And she did a Q&A, and at the end, a girl stood up, and you were opening for her, right? Yeah, I was going before her. Yeah, uh, featuring. Um, and uh, pretty much the same about amount of time and uh and yeah and then yeah 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 we're the same and then uh, and we brought the same amount of people so then this girl got up and she goes i know nikki's not here but i have to say it. it's not a question please know that andrew's dms are open and if you want to fuck him send him a message yeah girl that's what i do every time i go out on stage i say girls if you want to hook up with a guy tonight if you want to hook up with Andrew, he is staying at this hotel. This is his room number. Da, 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 and I'm very serious about it. And it gets him laid. I mean, it, it. I think it would happen anyway, but it's just a fun thing to do. And then also Dan was on the show. So I said, Dan, too. Why not? But I didn't really. I don't know. You just don't strike me as someone who is looking to like bang in a town i guess you are but like i don't i, I was fine fine either way because then the next night in albany that then it then we like passed on it yeah i mean well yeah that's so it's i don't know i just i pimped out andrew and then i threw on dan too as like yeah if you want dan to dan j perlman um and that you know that's holds for this podcast too if you're interested in either of these guys it's andrew t colin dan j perlman if you're swinging through new york they're single they're really they'll treat you well 
They'll probably Andrew might get you a hotel because he's embarrassed about his apartment. Oh, not anymore. No, because I put it to Tupperware. So now everything's folded. I know where my clothes are. And you'll be able to sit on my face while I jerk off dry. Is that your ideal hookup? It is as ideal as I could have ever imagined it. Also, we were sharing a room, me and Dan, this weekend. So if you were going to hook up with us, there was a strong chance you could get a two-for-one or a BOGO. Also, we don't live that far away from each other in New York, so it still can happen here. Just letting you know there's a sale right now, BOGO, two-for-one, Perlman Collin. You don't have to pay for this, ladies, by the way. I mean, you might because they're – certainly for Andrew, he's going to make you get your own Ubers. But do you get a lady an Uber? Uh, away. Away? You send her away in an Uber? Yeah, I send her away in an Uber, and I have her come. It used to be a helicopter until today. Oh. <laughs> so when you were saying, you were talking about if that was his ideal hookup, and we were joking about what your ideal hookup would be. Oh, right. Like, his ideal hookup is a girl sitting on his face, and he's jerking off. What would mine be? You said, you said yours was like, I don't even know what it would be. I guess a guy sitting on top and, like, just, like, reading uh, as I fall asleep. <laughs> Reading to me. Yes, that's what I said last night. I was like, I really, I would love a guy to like come over, lay on top of me. Cause I really like when people like sit on me and lay on me. I like love the pressure. I love gravity blankets, but like, especially a warm man laying on top of me and then like, and, and, and reading to me or my favorite thing used to be I would, me and my ex-boyfriend, he would lay on top of me and we would both watch porn together. It would be on, like, I'd be on my stomach, he'd be on top of me on his stomach, and then we would watch porn together, and then we would just get horny enough, and then we would start, like, hooking up. But it would, like, you, we wouldn't just jump into the hookup, it would be, like, a slow progression. It's so good. I do love, like... Y- you know the exact size of a of a boyfriend if that's going down. Like not, a big man. No, I'll take a big man on me. I can take it. I really can. But then he would be reading and then I was saying he'd just mispronounce one word and you'd just be like, get off. <laughs> I know. I really want to go to sleep with a boy reading to me. I lo- that's my next relationship. I want guys to read to me. Because sometimes when I because I love to read before I go to bed, but sometimes my like I that happens to me all the time where I'm like, I want to keep reading. I have the energy in my brain to process what I'm reading, but my eyes are tired. And so I want to close my eyes and keep reading. And I think I just need to get into audiobooks is what I'm finding. <laughs> audiobooks, but then maybe have books that you can just stack on top of you while you listen to an audiobook. Yes, that's a good idea. You but You need a weighted blanket, a dildo taped to it or stapled with an audiobook, and you have your dream man. That's a really good point. But what I do not like about audiobooks is they don't know when you fall asleep. So to get back to the place, I would need an audiobook that's listening to me so that when my breathing goes from to then it knows to stop. They must have that, like, because Netflix has the are you still watching. There must be a, like, are you still reading kind of thing. Yeah. Are you still listening? And it just, yeah, it's like a naggy wife. My favorite when you were doing the the pimping out thing at the top yeah. at the first show, and you're like, and their room number is, and you said you said it a couple times, but it was the wrong room. It was the wrong room because I asked you guys, and you couldn't remember. Two people couldn't remember the room. We messed up the room too. We had the wrong key. We were trying to get in the wrong room. Man, so that's why it didn't happen the next night. But let's let's talk through your um your hookup on Friday night in Boston. Andrew had already kind of had laid some groundwork in the Boston area with a girl that you had hooked up with when we were, when did you hook up with her first? A week before she came and visited in New York. She's a lovely girl. She was visiting her cousin. 
and uh, we hooked up uh, Friday night. She's awesome. Oh yeah, this was the girl that um, Friday last Friday night we were all hanging out in New York, and um, Andrew was like telling me about this girl he was texting. She was just visiting for the night. I go, how does she know you? And he was like, oh, she's just a comedy fan. And I go, do you think you're the only comedian she's reached out to to hook up tonight? Like, don't you don't you think because he hadn't heard from her in like an hour, I guess, or two. And she was going to the stand that night to watch a show. And I'm like, she's definitely throwing it out to a lot of comedians because I would if I were a fan of comedy and like liked all these hot dudes doing stand up and Andrew Collin. And I was that was a joke. Did you hear the joke? Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Dan. Um, so. But so then I asked him to look up her profile and then look at other guys she's following, like other comedians in common. And it was a long list, right? It wasn't a short list, <laughs> but I honestly think there was a liking to me. She wrote me months before this. I think I think you underestimate my my um, my my sex ability towards a woman. I definitely do. Girls, if you're into Andrew, I don't understand why, but I do. I really don't like yeah. I don't see it, but it, I'm glad I don't. And I don't want, I'm glad that you don't see my fuckability. No, I see nothing. Good. Thank you. But this girl, she wrote me, we, and I honestly feel like. She's so cute, by the way, if you're listening, I I know you probably are. You are so fucking cute. And um, he hasn't said a bad thing about you. You're, she's, what does she do for a living? I don't want to disclose that, but she's a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was fun. It was fun. She told me she can't have an orgasm. And I was like, yeah, I I, I hear that often, you know. But yeah. then she said, uh, it's only because when I drink, she can't come. Only. Only when she can't drink, she can't come. And then. When she drinks, she can't come. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, that sucks because she has to drink to fuck me. You know, it's a tough, it's a catch 69. And, uh, and, and then. Uh, <laughs> it's a catch her age. <laughs> it's a catch her if you can. Uh, wait, what's the catch? catch. 22. Uh, deadliest catch. I don't know. It's whatever. So, uh, so, uh, so she ends up, uh, not coming obviously. And then she asked for a cup of water and I brought her a bowl of water. And that was a big thing. Did you, it's fun though. You guys have that inside joke now. So then you hooked up a week ago. Yeah. She came over the next day and hooked up with you again. Yes. Two days later. Two days later. She was still in New York. Yeah, she was still in New York. She came over. We had sex again. This time she wasn't drinking, and that time she didn't come either. <laughs> so it's not just the drinking. She, I think it might have been pills. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes drinking it just stays in your system a long yeah. time. Yeah, it so stays for seventy-two hours. You can be at least. I, sometimes a whole relationship. <laughs> yeah. So then, when we were in Boston, this girl was from Boston, so she came to the show on Friday night. Yeah, and uh, she came with her mom to the early show. She had an insanely good time. Her mom was dying laughing. She was a little nervous because her mom didn't know any of us, and our acts are a little risque, not that risque. And she said the dirtier, the more more the mom laughed. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, Thank you for coming to the show, girl. I would have gotten her in, by the way. She didn't need to buy tickets. Any girl that sits on your face deserves a free ticket to a comedy show, deserves a night out to treat herself. She's been through a lot. So... Yeah, it's like if you, yeah, so. I don't know. I feel like she already got a meet and greet, if you know what I mean. Ugh. What, what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. Okay, so, so, so you, I go, you got a lot of DMs, but you chose her again. 
Yeah, she's great. She's cool. She's chill. She's hot. And uh, I knew what I was getting. And um, yeah. And also, like, I, she said I could come to her place. I don't know. It just like it's nice. Yeah. And so you went away. And then I didn't know until the morning that because it is funny because. I was like, we were all backstage hanging out um, at the end of the show at the after the second show, and um, all of a sudden, like Dan and Andrew were just gone. You guys like didn't even say good night. You were just gone. I was like, that was weird. All right, I'll see them in the morning. But I didn't know you guys both had pussy to get to. (laughs) It all makes sense now. Whenever a guy doesn't say goodbye in Irish exits when they're not drinking, it means they are. It all added up because I'm like, why wouldn't they have just like walked over to the hotel with me? I was right. I was going there anyway. Like Anya, Matt and I shout out to Anya and Matt, my tour managers and Anya uh, opened for me. It was so much fun. Um, We all walked over. I was like smoking pot through the theater. It was so funny. I was like holding this pipe and I was like, is it okay if I smoke pot? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm just like walking through this empty theater trailing behind Matt and Anya. It was so fun. Um, I got stopped on the way out. I had a security team walk me. It just felt like, oh my God, this is like a new type of famous. And it was, I mean, I needed it because there were like people out front um, that wanted me to sign things, which is nice. I don't mind signing shit, but it was, it was really nice. And, um, and then we go, I go back to the hotel. There is like it's, I was staying at the W. I can say that now because I'm not there anymore. But I was staying at the W across the street. And um, the W Hotel, if you've never stayed at one, they're like, they turn into clubs at night in the lobby. The one in LA is just like that too. That's why I don't stay there anymore. And the rooms are like aggressively like, if you ain't fucking in this room, you're a goddamn pussy. What are you? Like, it really is. Um, they're, they have sex kits like right next to the pop chips. <laughs> They're not even like, you know, hidden. It's just like you need to be fucking in this room. It's like a very sexy room. And um and so Dan, you I didn't know until the morning, but you also got um some pussy on Friday night. And how did that all go down? Uh it was the same thing. I got some DMs and then was answering some and just seeing how the conversation was and then- How did this girl present it? Like I don't remember. I think she just said she was just I think it was the most it, it wasn't like go to the like it wasn't like go to this weird place or it wasn't anything weird. It was just it seemed normal. It was like hit me up after you're done with whatever you have to do like something like that. But it wasn't like I'll blow you or anything like it wasn't sexual. It was it was it was clear she like wanted to hook up, but it wasn't too explicit. Right? How do you make it clear you want to hook up without being explicit? I don't even know what that means. I think it was just like a hit me up after with maybe like a winky face. So there, there might have been emoji. There might have been emoji use. Yeah, emojis can send the right message. Okay, so then you walked over without saying goodbye to me to <laughs> the lobby of the W. I yeah, yeah, you, you should have. You could have texted, hey, I'm getting some pussy. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you went over there and you met her in the lobby and it was like, it was like a club scene down there. Right. So we were hanging out there for a few minutes, but it was very loud. So it was a good excuse to not uh, be there. And I think she was somewhere else with a friend getting a drink before. So she came over and then we just talked there for a few minutes, but it was way too loud. So then we just went upstairs to the room and Andrew was, uh, was, wasn't there. Did the friend come with her? Well, the friend came with her for a few minutes. Yeah. And then it, when, how does the, I don't even know how hooking up works. It's so weird to me. So you go and you meet a guy at a bar and then you're just like, and then he goes, um, do you want to just go hang out? In my, did you say hang out in my room? Yeah, I'd like, do you want to hang out upstairs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. 
because you yeah. both know what's gonna happen, but you yeah. just say like hang out, like you're gonna fucking watch, uh, like net, like you're not gonna do anything except okay. So it makes me like nervous even thinking about it. So then you go up, and the the friend just peels off. The friend peels off. Yeah. And is she kind of like winky, winky, like have fun, guys? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, very much so. Because I think that I think it was just the friend was there because it's like, I get why the f- it's it's good the friend was there because it's just she was being a good friend of like I'm gonna make sure this person isn't insane or whatever it is, you know, because yeah. we never met in person. So yeah. Okay. So then, um, and then you went upstairs, and then how did she make the first move? Did you like how does it get started? Uh, it's it started pretty quick. I think she, uh, we're talking and she sat. Uh, were you nervous? Were you nervous going up in the, uh, in the elevator? Like, do you get uh, nervous before a hookup? I mean, maybe with so, but not, not in this case. It did- Why? You weren't drinking. Right. I wasn't drinking. So like, you're not nervous. I think maybe I would be m- more nervous if this was like, if it was someone who I'd known for a while or there was a lot of buildup to it, but there's not really time to be nervous when it's like, when you don't really know the person that well, when it's, when it's kind of clear that it's just sort of a hookup kind of thing, because then it's like, then it's like, this isn't like, like, you know, I mean, I'm getting nervous just talking about that. But if we're going to talk about like your date coming up, like obviously there's, you're going to be nervous for that because there's been all this buildup. No, I'm not nervous at all. I'm not nervous at all to hook up with someone who I've already made out with and like seen their penis. Like I don't give a fuck. Like even if there's been like years and before, like, I, I mean, I'll get a little bit nervous, like excited, but like, ner- like I'm, I don't know. Like I would be so like, who's going to make the first move? So how did it go down? Um, I think we were talking and then I sat on my bed and she sat on Andrew's bed for a second. And that's why, that's why you're bet you were like, you use my bed. Cause like the, the sheets were, his sheets were moved, but it was just yeah. cause she sat there and we were talking. Yeah. And then I think she sat with me and we started to hook up. Actually, I just thought about something. If there was a wine stain on your bed, yeah. did you move to the other bed to fuck to not fucking wine? No. <laughs> no, we hooked up in wine. <laughs> no, but... Uh, but Wait, there was a wine stain? Not Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that was amazing. That is how Andrew would say it. <laughs> he does think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> He does think Harvey Weinstein got in trouble <laughs> for his behavior. So um, and then and then she had to leave because she she left at like two or something because she had a six a.m. flight. That she, did you like she after had, you finished? She then mix, missed. She missed the flight that she left early her for. Down, her um, her did you like after you hook up? So you guys didn't have sex, but like you right. did other stuff. Um. Do you like hold each other? Like, what was the vibe? The vibe was, um, it was not, it was, it was not super like uh, intimate, like cuddling, like we are in love now kind of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't just like, it wasn't just a full transactional, like, all right, see you later kind of thing. Like, she hung out for a little bit. I feel like I've never hooked up in my life, the questions I'm asking. <laughs> like, it legit, and you would, th- well, because my last hookup was in Las Vegas, and the guy I got into bed with him in my full clothes because he got into bed and undressed. And then I was just like, what are you, like, it was so bizarre. I, if you haven't heard me tell the story before, I like was hanging out with this guy. 
cry all day. We go back to his hotel room finally. And I'm like ready to like, I've hooked up with him before. So I knew this was probably going to go down. It was one o'clock in the morning. I had a 5 a.m. flight. So I had to be back at my hotel for a 3.30 pickup or something like that. And I go back to his hotel. He walks. We're in this, he's in this gigantic penthouse suite. I follow him. We walk in. I follow him. He walks to the bedroom. He's stripping off his clothes. He gets down to his boxers, gets in bed, and I'm standing there still with my purse and my like jacket on. And so I just put my purse down, take off my jacket, get into, take off my shoes, get into bed with my jeans on. And I'm just like, guess this is what we're doing. And we just laid there like we were like two cousins talking about like uh, like it, we were just like looking at the st- like we were looking out the window because it was a view of the Vegas Strip. It was like this, be- and we were just talking like friends. And I'm like, this is why I'm so weird about hooking up. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I deal with men who don't even know how to do anything. I was just gonna say a lot of that is on him to not like put you at ease or make you. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing though is you. I'm not. I, I'm gonna put it on him. Ninety eight percent of it, but but you could have like stripped a little yourself like sometimes like i'll hook up with a girl though and like i'm taking off my pants she's taking off her pants and it's like i don't have to take off her pants which is you know what i mean like but i'm not this guy was giving me no like romantic indications up until this point like there wasn't like a hand holding there wasn't like any kind of like he had touched my lower back earlier when we were in an elevator during the day and it was like so erotic it was so hot and I loved it so much so I was like okay there's something there and I'd blown him before so I was like there is a precedent of us hooking up you're, you're literally in bed together so once you're literally in bed together he should be like his yes. arm should be on you he should be touching you like yes. all of this stuff should be Dan I had to go I'd really like for you to touch me yeah, and, like anywhere. He can be touching you anywhere. and he goes are you sure that's are you sure that's what you want and I'm like I don't know what is happening here otherwise I would just I would just rather have more space in bed. Yeah. I would rather you leave. If you're not going to touch me, I would rather you not oh. be in bed with me. Oh, he, I go, are you, because we were talking for like 45 minutes and I go, are you, f-? he started to like drift off and I go, are you falling asleep? We weren't touching at all. And I was like, I'm going to leave. Like, and he was like, no, don't. And I go, well, I need you to like touch me or something. He's like, are you sure that's a good idea? What about, he said something about me too. And I'm like, what? Are you going to bring a wine stain into this <laughs> right now? I mean, it was, I, I, you wonder why I'm so awkward with Stax. It's like, I'm dealing with this kind of shit. So I think you can be very intimate though with like, not just with sex, but like even a stranger after you fuck, you can hold each other and really feel a, a genuine yeah. a yeah. moment and, and it can feel genuine yeah. if you're two like decent people. I mean, you know, I don't know. That's how I feel at least. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I don't think it has to be all or nothing, but um, yeah. And clearly having a penis inside you, either your head or your vagina is extremely in- intimate. So your yeah. Head, your head makes it sound so much weirder than your mouth. Yeah. A penis goes into your head. <laughs> it's wild. It shows up on a cat scan. Like yes. you just see it in there. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Ma'am, you have a dick in your head. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you imagine waking up hungover and be like, I feel like there's like a dick in my head. <laughs> and then w- we go to Albany and then last night did the same thing, promoted the boys. Yeah. Why also, at least for me, I don't feel that nervous because we just, and I know whatever, I'm a new comic book. We just performed for 2,000 people and we had insanely good sets and everyone was so fucking happy. You're on that high 
few things can make you feel like, oh, I'm insecure about a woman. You know what I mean? That's the thing, though. That, I mean, that's what I'm talking about on stage is like, I don't get nervous being on live television. I don't get nervous performing for thousands of people. I get nervous being alone with a man in an elevator on the way to his hotel room. No. That is where I, it's the anxiety is so crippling for me that I don't even put myself in a situation when that can happen. But what I'm saying though is right after the show, but that's not for you. But I'm saying like I could have those feelings too a lot of times. But after a show, after fucking killing, after like just being on this high, you feel invincible. Yeah. Invincible. No vents. It's vincible. It's when, it's when you can't have when you have no vents. It feels like you can't have any vents in your apartment. Oh, that's okay. Actually, Andrew was right just then. Um, we've got to finish this up. Uh, oh yeah. So wait, last night, Albany, we did the same thing. Two girls, two girls. They're sharing a hotel room. Andrew and Dan, and two girls that wanted to hook up with them. Um, were friends. Invited them out. Invite us out. The weather was horrible. We both came less than 12 hours before that. And uh, we looked at their Instagrams. They were cute. They were at a bar, which was maybe uh, 48 feet away. <laughs> but you did have to go outside where it was a little snowy. I don't even know if it was snowing at that point. It was warming up, if anything. <laughs> and, uh, and they wanted us to come there to get a drink. And we were like, well, why don't you just come to the hotel bar and get a drink? We were both very tired, too. I mean, it's not easy to do two shows i mean me and dan we just we did a lot of time and uh and then all the traveling and you know putting everything together and you know and getting everything ready for nikki and getting yelled at all the time for our seatbelts being off and uh, it's tough and um and uh so we were tired we were tired last night we didn't want to walk the 48 feet we're like come to the thing and they're like and that the, 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 you asked them to come to the hotel bar yeah. to go to the lobby and we're expecting them to be like yeah yeah well, like right when they're done with their drink yeah we'll come over there and then they're like uh yeah we're just gonna go back to our college and <laughs> they said they said you won't you really won't go a couple blocks for punani so they really were admitting like well they said the word punani which is pretty terrible but um and they were trying to be funny i'm guessing they were a little buzzed and just being flirty and fun um uh but that meant that they were definitely willing to hook up right yes and you guys not in the mood no, not in the mood. Would you have hooked up with two separate girls in two in the same room? Andrew. Yes. Dan. I would have felt weird about that. Would you have still done it? I pr I, I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would have. I, have you ever had a threesome? Uh, well, once-ish. I, I didn't. Well, it was weird because I didn't fuck. Nobody had like penetrative sex, but there was like fooling around with two. With two girls? Yeah. Okay, so never with a never with a guy and like multiple girls. Where was this? What's the story here? This was uh, maybe a year or so ago. Um, it was one girl I hooked up with a few times, and then her friend. Um, but but it was a kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I think I would I would have felt weird of just being right next to I would have or being like yeah. in the next door bed. I don't think I would have been able to do it. I would have asked if one of them I would have gone somewhere else. How did this threesome thing go down? Hold on. We yeah, I want to get yeah, the whole story. Uh it was someone who I'd I hooked up hooked up with her a few times and then I drank a little and she was drinking more and then her friend was there and then we ended up 
And you guys were probably joking about it at first. Right, 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 right. And then we hooked up. Um, and then we were hooking up for a little bit. And then they kept checking if they thought it was weird because they knew each other. And then right. the friend, the friend said, kept being like, like offering to leave. And I was like, whatever. I kept being like, all right, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. everybody wants, you know. Weinstein. Weinstein. And then, and nobody, but I didn't end up like having sex because that's why I felt weird. I was like, do I have sex with one and the other? I don't know. How Were they going people, down on each other? How people do it. No, they just like made out. Uh, at the beginning, and then they're like, uh, "We're not going to make out again." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Yeah, this, yeah, that was, yeah, they weren't committed to it. I mean, I've never done it either. That's probably what I would do. I'd be like, "This is so weird. I'm right. making out with my friend. Like, what? We went to summer camp, and then I would, right. then we." Half the talk was about how, how weird, weird it was, it. right? While that was happening, and yeah. that's yeah, that's. What if I got a cot sent up, and then one of us, maybe the person that did last time on the show. Uh, How have you and Lev not hooked up with two girls at the same time in the same room? Well, we just haven't stayed in the same room. Honestly. I would seriously love to hook up with someone and have my friend be hooking up next to me because I wouldn't feel alone. I would feel more. I would feel more at ease if my friend was next to me hooking up. Would you honestly like? Would you hook up with someone and like like Sarah Lane or somebody was in the bed right next to it? Would you do that? Um. With Seralina, yes, because we would like laugh about it so hard, and she's like really hot, and it would be fun to watch her fucking someone. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would. Off the lights are off. You're under the sheets. We'll keep the AC. I just like doing things with my friends. Yeah. I want to bring my friends to every date. You don't want to go on a roller coaster alone. Yeah, yeah. It would be so. It would be so funny as like the Bachelorette because you'd be like, "Could I bring my friends to every date?" Yeah, I. All of, yeah, to all of them. That's yeah. the thing about that show where I'm like, the girl never has friends. Right. And it's like, friends are such a key part of dating and then like talking about the date afterwards and talking about guys and processing your feelings. And I'm like, you you make this girl isolated from her whole family, anyone who might give her some advice. The only person she can talk to is Chris Harrison for 10 minutes before she gives out the roses. I'm sorry. That's not really like giving this girl like a good shot at, uh, you know, assessing things in a way with outsiders like you're in this bubble so that's why everyone goes fucking crazy on the show and makes bad decisions and chooses jed at the end instead of tyler or peter hannah what were you thinking um but she wasn't thinking because she didn't have her friends to process it with her um so yeah i i should start my own dating reality show based on all the things i see wrong with these shows not for me but just like a news i could produce a new series where it's like girlfriends and then you are the one person and then you get two girlfriends or three of your girlfriends on every show to then go over each guy. So it's about the conversations that you have about the guys yeah. with your girls. That's a good idea. You do a lot of analysis of it. I, I mean, I just want to know. This is how I always used to be. I'd be like, okay. So like people are always like, I hooked up with a guy and I'm always like, that's not good enough for me. I need to know like how what did you say before you kissed like i wanted to know everything that happened because i just don't know how it happens the problem with that show though is the guys end up fucking all your friends <laughs> that's fine i just want to hear this <laughs> such a resigned such a resigned like yeah that's how it would go yeah i mean i don't know i have a date this friday that i'm very excited about that'll probably i'll i'll probably podcast right before i go on it if but I bet you guys when you hear from me on the next podcast, I bet he cancels. That's just what I'm thinking is going to happen. I don't think so. I because I think I think there's going to be 
ways that you're going to box him into it where it's just... I think the, the the planning before and the talking about it before, I don't think he's going to cancel. Um, yeah, so I uh, I asked a guy out on a date because I'm tired of waiting for him to ask me out, and he said yes immediately. So girls, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'm just tired of waiting on guys. And what's the worst? They're going to say no. Who cares? Just I, And I feel better about it than I've ever felt. when If he would have asked me out, I'd be way more nervous. Now I'm like, I get to choose what we fucking do. I'm like choosing the movie and where we go to dinner. I don't have to like eat something I don't want to eat. And like, it's, it's all up to me. I'm in charge. Um, and he'll probably cancel. But still... <laughs> If he does cancel, it'll actually be good because it's the only night, like the only reason I would not do sets is if I had a date with this guy, which I'm not doing sets on Friday night because of this date. And then if he cancels, I'll just have a night free and then who knows what will happen. It also, no matter what happens, it showed you that you could take that initiative and that you like taking that initiative. So that's good going forward for whoever you like. So you don't have to dick around and waste time yes. and be like oh maybe i'll wait for him to da, da, da. it's like no if you like this person you can just go say it and then whatever i mean every single guy i've ever been with in the past has like been me kind of initiating being like you're my boyfriend now let's go do this it's like i'm always in charge and then for some reason for the past three years i've been like I have to wait for them to chase me. And guess what? I don't really like guys chasing me. It scares me. It makes me feel like I owe them something because they put in so much effort. So I'd rather go after what I want and be in control. And um, and then as soon as we get in the bedroom, I don't want to be in control anymore. I want to make that very clear. Any final thoughts? I think it's it, it, win or lose, whether he shows up or not, uh, you'll still probably be upset about something else. <laughs> Okay, thank you. I mean, like, isn't that the way the world works, though? I mean, n nothing's ever going to be... Yeah, I know, I'm just fucking around. I, I, I think it's great that you took the initiative and you have this, like, uh, this positive outlook on it, and I, I think it's a great... You definitely think you do not approve of this person. I love this person. I love this person. I just think they're flaky, and it's fine. But it's just like, I've heard this from you before. Because before he's asked me out and canceled, this okay, time I okay. asked him out. That it's Jane. Uh, I'm, I'm going to split for both, but he's being protective of you. That's what Andrew's doing right now. That's all he's trying to do. And then, but I th still think for you, it's good that you, whether it works out or not with this person. That's how I felt with the girl who I thought I was going to date and ended up not working out. It's like, I have no regrets or upset about it. Cause I was glad that I let myself like a person. I was glad that I let myself, I was like, let's see where this goes that I was able to sort of not run away from a thing yeah. or anything like that. So it was all a good experience that I was letting myself feel and, and go on that where I wanted to go. Yeah. I'll learn from this. Like I'll be now that I did this once I can do it again. So when he ultimately flakes, I really, I don't think I'll be that sad because I just expect it so much at this point that it'll be fine. Will you guys hang out with me on Friday night if he flakes on me? I'm serious. Will you guys go on a date with me on Friday night if he flakes? Andrew? I'll have to check in. Andrew. Okay. Dan? I have two spots and then after that. On Friday you have two spots? Okay. Okay. Well, if he flakes, I'm going to find some spots. I'll, I'll call up the stand and get some spots, but then we'll all hang out. Okay, get thank me, you. Get me a guest, and I'll hang. I'll date. I'll get you a guest spot, Andrew. Okay. Okay. I'll on my date. <laughs> I'll come in. I'll be great. I'm great. Oh my god, you would be so fun to bring on my date. That's the thing. I just want to date people that like will hang out with me and all my friends. But I have to say, your energy of being protective of me is like the big brother I never had, and it really means a lot to me. 
All right. Well, thanks. I'm glad that you're actually calling me big and a brother and a brother. You're like the big brother I never had. <laughs> and you're like the big sister that that's skinny. I'm not what? That's skinny. I'm the little sister. I know you are the little sister, but in your career and this whole journey we're on, you've definitely been the big sister. I mean, you literally We're twins. Yeah, we were born exactly at the same time and we came out of two pussies. <laughs> If someone legitimately thought you two are twins, how would you react? <laughs> I would delete that comment. <laughs> I know. I, I think Andrew. It, obviously, I said that I don't see why girls think you're fuckable, but I, I, you're obviously a very handsome man. But it's just like your energy to me is not like I want to sit on your face. It's more I want to punch you in the face. That's how I feel about myself. I get it. I mean, I'm disgusting. I'm a disgusting man, but I. No, you've gotten it together now. You are not disgusting anymore. I know, and I tell you what, your boy killed this weekend. You killed? What do you mean? I, they had the great sets, you know, just great. Yeah, I mean, what does that? That has nothing to do with anything. No, I just thought it'd be fun to end it on that. Okay, thank you for listening. <laughs> R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. Um, this was about this was what it was really about it was i'm really sad about it i do want to say that like if you're affected by celebrities deaths don't feel bad about it because some people like give people shit about well you didn't even know them why do you care and like and you know what and some people on instagram are making it about them you know they're like people use celebrities deaths as a chance to like you know, no, no, just they, they, to have some identity because it's hard in this world to like feel like you sometimes you want to feel emotions, whether they're like sadness or fear or anger and you someone dies and then all of your emotions come out in that because I got very upset about celebrity deaths before that I wasn't even connected to and people made me feel bad about that. But it doesn't matter if you feel the way you feel, just feel it. And um, anything to say on that, Dan? No, we were talking about this because it's like you do feel like you know them. And it's if it's somebody you grew up watching or loving or you had their jersey or poster of them or whatever it was, it's like it does feel close. So it makes sense why you'd feel that way. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to have like gone to school with them or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. I just my ex-boyfriend used to always make fun of people that would write like, good it. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny because he was just like what are you gonna post when your dad dies if you're gutted for because robin williams died what are you gonna post when your dad dies like double gutted like it just you can't so it was a good point but it's like i also totally empathize with people who get upset about celebrity deaths i get very i got very upset about anthony bourdain i i sobbed about anthony bourdain i got very upset about Corey monteith i've uh britney murphy uh, you know i still remember where i was like it's all and i don't remember where i was when i found out my grandma died but i remember where i was when i found out britney murphy died you know um so Whatever you're feeling, feel it. And um, hope you guys had a good weekend. Thank you so much for coming out to the shows. Boston, Albany, you blew me away. Um, you blew Dan and Andrew as well. Um, literally. Albany, yeah, Albany didn't, but Boston definitely did. Our next shows are, look it up. Yeah, we have next week off because I'm going on a date. Uh, oh, we're going to be at the Paramount. Friday. Oh, no, well, that's not right. Something's going on on my website. That's weird. Dude, that's so weird. Wait, why is it saying May? Is that supposed to say February? Wait, what's going on? Oh, I see. It says local first. Okay, so we're going to be in um Detroit next weekend. Sorry for the delay. 
Oh, Grand Rapids and Detroit. Michigan, come out. Two shows in Detroit. Uh, Grand Rapids. God, Detroit has some fucking hot dudes, by the way. Detroit, last time I was there for a corporate gig, I could not believe how fucking fine the dudes were. I am so excited to go back there. Um, wait, where else are we going? Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, Las Vegas. Those tickets um, aren't selling great. Vegas, you got to come out for me. Let's do this. Um, February 16th in Vegas. Um, Minneapolis. We've got two shows in Minneapolis. St. Louis. I think they're sold out. Individual tickets are usually available for these sold out shows because their you know, seats aren't seated together. Uh, Calusa, California. That's outside of Sacramento, about an hour outside. Houston, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Seattle. Seattle. Two shows in Seattle. Two shows in Portland. Columbus. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago again. I'm, he's just going on. Uh, Pittsburgh. Cleveland. Austin. Denver, Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted just going over my schedule. San Diego just added. Oh, my God, San Diego, I'm so excited to go to you. Please get tickets now. I love you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Listen to the radio show this week. It's going to be a good one. Sirius XM Channel 95, you up with Nikki Glazer, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 12 Eastern. Um, You can listen on demand on the Sirius XM app. It's not as expensive as you think. You know the drill. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Squirt, squirt. Say it with me, boys. Yeah! This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 